Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology, episode 269. And I'm so excited. I've been waiting weeks to have Michael back. Michael Bartlett. Hello, Michael. Hey, Irliana, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm great. I'm better now. You you always make my day, Michael. I don't know. You know, I just, you're such a dear, dear heart to me. And I'm always so grateful to have your wisdom. I love having fun with you bouncing around. And I know a lot of other people do. And they've been asking, you know, oh, Michael's coming back. So, um, so yes, if, you, if you're new to the channel, um, I practice... Um, traditional astrology but blended with modern archetype and i use whole sign houses michael is an esoteric astrologer he is is a master metaphysical astrologer esoteric astrology is his thing CoreMichael.com is his website michael is also the um my eyes oh teary um michael is, is the author of two amazing books um i have one of them in ebook and the other one in uh, is the hardcover Yes, this is Astro Theater. Now, this is the fun one, right? Venus is in Leo Direct, so you definitely want to... This is a trip. There's all these images and artistic inspiration, the signs, and it really gives you a... It's a fun, easy primer. And even if you're an experienced astrologer, it's just so much fun to see these images and, and keywords that are associated with each and every planet in all of the signs. And um, so it's a great little reference book and you can use it too, to have like theater games and have fun. And the other one, Michael was just, you were just saying, Michael, it's good that I got the ebook because it's, it's a big book. This is called, Ast yeah, look, it's a phone book. This is your desk reference. It's called Astrological Mavericks. What does it take to, do you have what it takes to change the world? You might've seen Michael teaches at Kepler College. And so um, he also just, you did a workshop on that, didn't you, Michael? I did. We had 720 people sign up for the webinar. Wow. Really That's... amazing. It was really fun. And then we had 40, 45 people sign up for the workshop and I did 33 charts in three and a half hours. Whoa. <laughs> that, is a, that is a marathon. Charts. It really everywhere. was right in the middle of it. I was like, Oh my God, what did I sign up for? And all of a sudden, just I turned that part of my brain off and just went right back to it. <laughs> Holy moly, that's great. And people can still, um, they can purchase that, right? On the Kepler keplercollege.org, I think is their, their website. I'll put all the links like, below for all that, you guys. They can go to YouTube for the Kepler YouTube and the, and the webinar is free, actually, if they want to watch the webinar and then they can pay, you know, buy the, buy, buy the workshop. You buy the workshop, cool. Great, great, lots of options. Well, what I thought we'd do today, everybody, was I'm going to, we're talking, you know, because Venus just went retrograde and as Jupiter, sorry, Venus just went direct as Jupiter went retrograde in the season of Mercury being retrograde. So that's why I flubbed that. But uh, anyway, with Venus and Leo, what kind of like, the, it's always nice to kind of recap and look back so we can help understand these transits. So I put together a, com a couple of things to talk about with what we saw during Venus in Leo retrograde. And then, because um, it hasn't been retrograde in Leo for eight years. So it's always interesting to see these patterns and cycles and such. And then also uh, as, and then Michael, I said, Michael, give us your best advice for now that we are freshly into this Jupiter retrograde, it's gonna be four months 
And so it'll be just around the day before New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve, depending on your time zone, when it's going to go direct. So what we might use that for in a, in what is the wisest way? What would Zeus want us to do? <laughs> what would Zeus do in a Jupiter retrograde? So, um, yeah, so Venus retrograde, I mean, you know, obviously I think the loudest conversation I saw was Barbie, the whole Barbie movie and the whole Barbie phenomenon and, Greta Gerwig became the, the first female director to earn a billion dollars at the at the box office. Yeah. About hey, time. You're, yeah, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, and she's she was an indie director, and like that's the the most unlikely. I haven't seen it yet, and I I still I gotta get to see it because I heard it was has this kind of existential angst kind of baked into this funny, frothy. You know, it gives it, it throws questions out. It's not plastic. So it's like this the Venus archetype of glamour and surface, you know, la la and froth. But the, what's underneath it, you know, so that that to me was like probably the loudest. Um, and the fact and, and Taylor Swift, the Eras tour is like, oh, my God, epic. And she and and also changing the way women and, and we can how we consume entertainment. Venus and Leo, with you saw women showing up for Barbie, like girls would dress up with the little diamond tiara and the pink outfits, and they we'd make an event out of uh, this. And movie. getting their dads to dress up. That's what I was really floored by. Is how really? many dads? Yeah, how many dads dressed up and went out with their daughters and wore pink and. I saw it on several of and I just thought, well, how wonderful for them just to like, let it go. I mean, cause why not? It's for your kid who the heck cares. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it, it, we forget with Leo. I mean, what's nice with one of our images for Leo is, um, is Royal robes, but Leo's also creative and playful and expressive. And always is, you know, that fire is always has a little bit of a joke. There's always something fire, you know, Sagittarius, Aries, um, we there's just a certain sort of a spark that's always ever present right and so venus wants to be entertained venus wants to play and it's interesting it'd be interesting to see and you you and i, I think when we talked about this back a while ago because i for whatever reason i guess because they just sold them together and they kept saying barbenheimer you know with the you know right. with venus included which was the last talk you and i did together but um It'd be interesting to see whether where venus was during this time period because it's such an interesting dichotomy right that absolute fluff in a sense but also some in bar i didn't see it but from what i what i it seems that it's about i'm sure there's you know slight cautionary tales and about how to kind of look at life in a different way and then you have oppenheimer which is you know splitting dividing nature i am now the destroyer of worlds right what, i have you know, become death the destroyer of worlds yeah which actually venus the shadow side of venus is that the warrior uh, you know people think it's just mars but the sh yeah <laughs> she popped out of his head oh right 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 oh okay for a second i'm like right. i didn't get it yes right. no sorry <laughs> i wasn't doing yeah. a light bulb <laughs> all right <laughs> she popped out of his head you know oh, fully okay. fully formed yeah so he had a headache he had a headache. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think really, I think that was part of the story. He had a headache and, you know, then there was this kind of, I don't know if he got his head not, but it was some sort of a, a slice. I don't know if she did it or he did it and she popped right out of his head. Wow. 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 Okay. So I, I didn't know that. That's, that's fascinating. 
Um, and then you think about too, like the Pentagon is a five-sided, it's the it's our war building and it's five-sided, which is the Venus symbol shape, the Pentagon, you know, so there's Venus again. Her, pat her and, pattern as she does her cycle, she she builds a pentagram, yeah. She builds a pentagram. And mm -hmm. and and also the, um, when you think about like the US Air Force or not just the Air Force, uh, on, on every military, uh, plane yeah the air force is the five-pointed star with the navy blue background so right. there it is there's venus you know not not that those dudes think of it that way but yeah so um, they think of the vitruvian man <laughs> right right more masculine right? yeah of course right so um yeah so he had a headache it is the, it is the, it's the it, it's the, the it's it's that's that interesting and when we talk about it esoteric we think of venus as being the kind of like the higher octave brother or sibling of earth in a sense there's this there's this camaraderie with it so this is you know this this five pointedness this this fifth um the fifth ray of um what do they call it um uh basically um the idea made form mm. the idea made into form and venus well, you know was, you made me venus, think of the fifth element yeah well there's that too but exactly i mean that very venusian right one of my favorite movies i think of all time just so wonderful but it's thinking more in that sense of uh, manifesting the um the ideas that humans have onto the plane that comes from this aspect of love you know this you know when we create things there's a, a love aspect that goes with it you know venus i think is usually involved with it yes yes absolutely so. yeah so the oppenheimer being that other facet of the the venusian dimension and um and so yeah and i did see that that was phenomenal i don't know if you've had a chance to see that but um oh my goodness yeah yeah really it's it's definitely an oscar contender i'm sure it'll like sweep all the awards but um and you see another side of the whole um nuclear war you know the this being the progenitor of the nuclear era and you see a whole nother side of it that that you didn't know to history and I, I you know i don't want to give it away but um if you haven't seen it everybody should go see that uh, movie but um things with um i'll just say this with albert albert einstein is, it appears in the film a couple of times and there there is something that he said or it's a certain things that you get that are revealed talk about revealing with venus retrograde because it went retrograde like the day before or the day of the premiere and um and there are things there that I never knew that I don't think any of us ever knew about Einstein and, and his role and all that. So, yeah, it, it's pretty, it's, it's such a revealing in, in so many areas. And, and here with Venus being in Leo was where the entertainment industry really showed it was, you know, front and center stage. Um, and like I said earlier, Taylor Swift. Um, I know Beyonce was is or still or was is on tour and Pink and Madonna. Madonna being a Leo, interesting because Venus retrograded on or near her sun, and she got she had been she got hospitalized for the exertion. She was in the ICU. It was like crazy, so she had to postpone her tour, and she was trying to keep up. Well, you know that Venus thing, trying to keep up with appearances. Well, she said she was trying to keep up with these with Beyonce uh, and Taylor Swift and all like to keep that grueling tour schedule it's like dude you know hello you're 65 you know stop it <laughs> it's like you don't have to that's another lesson you know like the whole keeping up with the Joneses 
can be that shadow Venus as well that gets revealed to us. And pink and two and yeah, so all of these, this was like the air, this whole summer with all these beautiful goddesses on tour singing and performing and, you know, and the Swift experience, the Swifties, you know, that that's just, to me, that was a really loud Venus in Leo. And, and like I said, Barbie, um, on a more serious note, unfortunately, we had the, the Maui fires. Um, it actually, I looked at the map for Hawaii, the, the, the chart for Hawaii, and they have, the sun is at 28 Leo. So Venus retrograded exactly on, on, the, um, on the sun. And, and, and also they have Uranus in Leo. And so it went back over Uranus, which is, you know, the chaos and the catastrophe. So really sad um, about that. Um, the only other thing I noticed too was um, that the Vatican, the um, Venus went retrograde right on the on the Vatican's Neptune, twenty-eight Leo, and what we saw was, and I, I remember saying, I remember when we we chatted, you know, we might see more about child abuse or things of that nature, and sure enough, there was a lot of it in the news around investigations on indigenous schools in Canada where they had all this child abuse and maybe even trafficking. And um, also ABC News did a story on priests who had children um, who were the result of liaisons and the children are now, you know, grown up and grown, you know, in their 40s and 50s and, you know, priests who have children. I mean, that that's a, to me, that was fascinating. Um, and I, there was one, on a happier note, there was one, um, one marriage that I happened to take note of is Margaret Qualley. That was a, what's her name, uh, Andy McDowell's daughter got married to this man, Jack Antonoff, and he, she got married, but <laughs> this is, oh my, oh my God, married during Venus retrograde, <laughs> but it was interesting, talk about Taylor Swift, she was friends with both the bride and groom, and she came to the wedding reception, and the whole thing became the zoo, all these people outside, you know, screaming and hollering and wanting to see Taylor Swift, so they kind of upstaged, the <laughs> Leo upstages the wedding you know so uh, you you hardly saw any pictures of margaret in her wedding dress you just heard more about the police had to be called and you know it was just crazy and where was taylor sitting <laughs> yeah taylor who <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> exactly. where's oh i know i meant margaret margaret who wait well, whose wedding was this again where's taylor right, yeah, yeah right exactly right <laughs> we want to see taylor so those are those are things that came up for me with uh is there anything you noticed about Venus retrograde um, before we get into? Well, I mean, a lot, especially this last month, has had to do with that Venus going back and forth, either um, squaring Jupiter and or Uranus at various times in in Taurus. As I said, yeah. So it's this interesting. Um, no, am I off on where they? No, Jupiter. One uh, more Venus, that's right, because Venus is in Leo. Sorry, of course. Yeah, sorry, I was yeah. losing my mind on one part of it. <laughs> and uh, but the but I think a lot of people have been going through kind of a restructuring and review of their values and what's important for them in their relationships and and probably kind of renegotiating and reconsidering what does work and what doesn't work. Mm, yes, because there was a lot of divorces that were uh, announced too, and uh, I don't I can't think of any coming to mind right now uh, but oh no actually one of them i did remember um, i didn't re know this until last night M natalie portman uh filed for divorce from her husband of 12 years well there's a jupiter cycle interesting um uh, for infidelity 
so <laughs> there's a Venus retrograde in Leo story. Um, Jupiter's yeah. Jupiter Jupiter cycle, but also pushing an, a Saturn opposition, getting into that phase. So I think Saturn really plays into those sorts of elements, right? Don't you do you usually? I I usually see there's a Saturn element too. Jupiter, of course, because it kind of breaks things open. But yeah, I, I mean, I was just talking about the fact. Yes, I'm sure Saturn. You know, in Natalie's chart, there's something with him and her going on. Um, but um, but with fidelity and loyalty, the Leo archetype, you know, and he cheated on her and he's trying to patch things up. And I don't know if they're going to work that out or not. But um, hey, kids, you know, Venus was retrograde. But yes, it's going to square. It's going to square one more time. Is it this week or next? It's going to square um, Jupiter. It did in June when it was direct and it was retrograde in, in, in uh, August. And then now again it will um square so it, it its story is still playing out but the the retrograde part is over and i don't know about you but you know for me i think when i'm reflecting on like what did this teach me i i feel it's um i definitely was uh, talk about having to take a break i i just i have this type a new yorker thing that i've been taking me decades to to you know, slow it down and have fun. And I, and uh, I really, I had to, my health was out of whack. My, my jaw was, oh my God, my jaw has been like so hurting and, and, and the pressure that I put on myself and it was just pushing me to have fun and relax and it's going to be fine and everything, you're going to get your podcast out and, you know, and all that. So that, that was like probably the biggest lesson that, you know, it may be, I'm sure other things will <clears throat> come to mind, but I just, the whole element of play and giving myself that, you know, downtime to just do nothing and enjoy. Oh my God, telling a New Yorker that, oh my God, doing nothing? What are you, what are you doing nothing? <laughs> well, it's interesting because for the most, for most of September, the only planet that isn't retrograde is Mars and it's in yeah. Libra. So yeah. it's not, I mean, it's, and so Venus is coming out of it, but it's going to obviously still be within its shadow space, shadow phase of where it was during the retrograde period. So I think September is just going to be a continuation of that. I think the slowing down is a really great idea. I mean, those of us who are more oriented, I came from the Bay Area where I was like, always felt like I was a human doing. And then I moved to Santa Fe thinking I'd be a human being. And here it is, you know, 24 years later. And it's still, I'm still okay. You know, two, two Jupiter cycles later. And it's like, okay. It's really going to slow down this time. We're really going to. So I think, especially now with all the planets being retrograde, I think it's a really great time just to take the time. And it's not a time to dive into anything. It's really, except for going back to school, if that's what you're, you know, what's going on for you. But I think it's great to really be reviewing things. All those RE words, like you said, resting and rejuvenating and taking care of ourselves. And, and wow, do I really need to take care of that today? It's, it's this, I heard this a long time ago and it makes sense this idea that we are no longer living um you know we're not no longer like cave people where it's truly fight or flight so we've managed to manufacture our thoughts and ideas and perspectives and behaviors in such a way that they elicit those same things but it's really good every once in a while to go why why am i so wazzed out right now i mean we get wazzed out over the stupidest things now because because we can, I guess. And and I think it's such a great practice. It's great mindfulness. And I know this is such a big thing for you as well with your with your yogi behind you there. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and the truth is about us being being mindful and taking the time and going, wow. I know for me, 
I've almost felt like there's this always this um, the the closest I can say to it is like almost like this volume of vibration and, and it starts in the morning for me and it just as I do things it gets more and more and more and I can easily slide into that space of being in that and, and revving it up revving it up and then at the end of the day I'm like oh my god I'm exhausted but now I've just been like wow do I really need to it feels nice inside me not having that vibration going on mm. So I don't. So saying what you're kind of saying, I don't know if that kind of ties in, but for me, that's how how I'm been using the energy of it. Yeah, and it is it is important to have that. I mean, it's part of nature to step back. We meditate. We don't. We're not awake all the time. And planets are. Nothing can always keep going forward in one direction. There's got to be that pendulum. And it's and to not get uh, the New Yorker in me would always get freaked out, like, oh my God, things are slowing down. But it's like you're out of whack with nature if you and life if you cannot um let go and allow that and just be with it and and allow it to show you things it, it, it's not only yang 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 you know that get, where you get shown things it, sometimes it is in the absence that it's just even clearer so well now it is venus now it's jupiter's turn <laughs> jupiter retrograde in taurus <laughs> From one benefic to another. <laughs> right. From the lesser benefic to the greater, <laughs> the greater benefic. benefic yeah. um, so and and v and Jupiter in Venus's um domicile of of Taurus. I mean, it, it, there's Venus again, you know. Yeah, she left the underworld, but he's got Venus's cloak on. So we're looking at values of what's still, you know, what's important, but the big picture, right? So this is our time when we get to reflect on what's really important to me long term. And on a practical matter, you know, wealth building, you know, my resources and and, and long-term wealth building and maybe the way in which I, what I believed, you know, you're questioning your beliefs when Jupiter goes retrograde. So, you know, for me, that's what comes up for me. It's like, you know, what, maybe the things that I was so certain about that are, you know, almost like Zeus, you know, dogmatic, like it, it must be this way. And, you know, um, maybe it's like, oh, it, it, do, it doesn't have to be, we can just kind of, or that righteousness, like you said earlier about the air, the fire signs, like Leo and, yeah. and Aries and Sag, and Sag can be very, very righteous <laughs> so, and arrogant. So we get to check it at the door and like, oh, I, I didn't realize I was, in Taurus, you know, being so stuck around that, you know, yes, do it this way. Taurus is such a, you know, Taurus is, is shadow Scorpio, right? It's that, that flip side. And so Taurus is going to do that um, very subtle withdrawal of energy, right? They, they, they cut, they cut people off, but they don't do it in the way that it is, as, dramatically as a scorpio does it shall we say don't you just with all of a sudden realize that there's no response and there's not and you can't you know you can't push a bull you really can't and so when jupiter's there i mean for all of us and i, I love that you brought it up already um is that you know thinking of the 12-year cycle so what was going on for you around 12 years ago is a good kind of consideration with it and yes the optimism because jupiter is this it's so buoyant it doesn't when you think about all the stories about zeus he he was an opportunist <laughs> i'll say he, whatever he needed whatever he wanted he went for he shifted the rules however he needed to so <laughs> this, this you know and then you've got Taurus, which is 
I like to think of Taurus as form, you know, physics is the first earth in the Zodiac. And so it's just really how we have our forms of things. And so, and it's, a, and it's a fixed sign. So there's a fixity of it. And, and we consider it here in the Northern hemisphere spring and in the Southern hemisphere um, would be fall. So we kind of blend these energies together and we look at, okay, well, what, you know, how, how is that theming for it? So with it being retrograde, doing research on stuff, you're thinking about doing stock. Um, as we know, during turbulent times, there are certain stocks that do really phenomenally well and others that don't, you know, working with your investments. I am not a financial advisor. I don't profess to be, but there's some amazing financial astrologers out there who work with things and i'm sure there are a great opportunities that are going on right now and then when we consider how those also reflect back within our own charts because then a lot of those people born in the mid 60s are having jupiter um trining that pluto uranus at their birth time so that's a really nice kind of an awakening time of um getting to use the ways of of, of shocking transformation and breaking through and things um I think of self-care is really big. Taurus loves luxury and comfort and mm. high thread count and high thread count <laughs> <laughs> and not non Egyptian cotton, real. Michael. Yeah. Egyptian cotton, like thousand silk. thread count. You know, very yeah, very Christmas in the peak kind of Well, they're going to have them on sale now if Jupiter's retrograde. Maybe you'll right? get them. I just had to, I, can I just jump? I Please. noticed at the, at the health food store the other day, here it is, as soon as Jupiter went retrograde, like that very day, they put up all these chocolate bars were on sale, all the fair trade organic chocolate bars, all that comfort food, that sensual chocolate it was all on sale. <laughs> That and I mean, that's so perfect. What you just said is like, as soon as it happened and being aware of that and seeing that and like going like, oh, I mean, it's like one of those things. I don't know if you see it a lot of times, like on the social media, it's like, oh, if you're seeing this, take this as a sign. It's like, well, I don't know about that because it's just social media. But if you go into a store and they just put it out there and it's on sale, well, I think that's a really good chocolate on sale is always a good thing, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're diabetic and no, no, right. no about that or if you have other health reasons for it. But um and in that sense, too, as far as uh, what our what are the ways in which we maybe have been excessive, um, uh, you know, like what's go one of the things that's going on now. And it's interesting because when I think about the Venus retrograde in in Leo and I think of the Jupiter retrograde in Taurus coming up um, is um, the overindulgence. And so there's been a lot of ideas about, um, you know, how what is the right amount of alcohol to drink during the week? I'm hearing as low now is like two per week. And I'm like thinking, oh, there are gonna be a lot of people gonna be upset if that's the new standard because a lot of people really enjoy it. And it's also a way, you know, a lot of people are able to self-medicate and or be who they're able to be sometimes. So, I mean, I don't make, I don't have any judgments about how, you know, people do that. But um, I think a good time to really looking at um, our, our where we have our indulgences, where we have our excesses, um, how we might want to change them because usually when we have indulgences or excesses they come from places that are kind of not healed within us so during a retrograde cycle and especially with all the other planets in retrograde cycle really kind of look into that and think about what what it is that's going on where does it come from um is it good to go out and have that expensive meal that's really fattening with a lot of alcohol and you're not going to feel that great the next day or is it better to go and have a massage done mm, right and a, and a mud bath 
Yeah, yeah. my bad. Because I, I, I don't, I, I don't believe in. I mean, I have Jupiter and Taurus. I'm going to admit <laughs> right off the bat. Oh, okay, so. you know this archetype. <laughs> so, Hedonism. Um, Come yeah. on. <laughs> so, I don't believe that. I think when people abstain or they eradicate things that they like from their lives, whatever those things are, I think it causes problems. So it's like, how do you make a relationship with it that's healthy? And I'm not talking about, you know, hard drugs or anything like that. I'm just talking about like whether it's sweets or whether it's fatty foods or whether it's, you know, a, a McDonald's hamburger. I mean, comfort some food. people like those. Yeah, whatever is com- exactly whatever is comfort food for you. You know, how can you do that in a way where you still get to enjoy it, but it's not creating greater health risks? Because what we know is that basically 90% of the health issues that go on for us humans have to do with, you know, what we take into our bodies and we have absolute control over that. Yeah. So during this time period, I mean, I would really encourage people to really look at, you know, how, how is your diet? How are you spending your food? What are the things that are putting, you're putting into your system? Are you feeling good after your meals? Yeah. Is your system running properly? Because the truth is, if you, I feel it's better to put money into good food than to be putting money into doctors and hospitals down the line. Mm. That's a great, that would be a great. Talk about a Jupiter Taurus investment thing quote right there. Right. I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, I'm raising my dog completely organically. I do raw food with her. I've been making her food ever since she was a puppy. Cause I'm thinking, you know, what, what is it that happens to most people? Their dogs are always having these things and it's completely food related because all the processed foods that are made for animals is really horrible. And the truth is our human food isn't much better. It's become commodified here. We're talking about Taurus again, you know, how, like, you know, how can we buy and sell? But the thing is, is we need to be eating good, healthy food for ourselves. We need to eat food that isn't overly processed. We need to eat food that our body can assimilate. Mm. One of the things they say with animal food, when they talk about feathers, you know, the feathers have protein in them. So what do food manufacturers put in them? They put feathers. I've never seen an animal be able to digest the protein of a feather. Mm. Wow. I didn't know but that. The chemical analysis is going to show I mean, these are the things like, you know, what is it, what are reading the packages? What are you buying? You know, what, what are the, what are the ingredients? You, you should be able to pronounce the ingredients that are on your packages, you know, that you're buying. You should hopefully be making your own food if you, if you have the time and the means and the ability, because you know exactly then what's going into it and how it's doing as much as possible organic food. And even mm. then there's some scary things now that, you know, as far as how, you know, what, who's, who's growing something next door and what kind of water's coming from next door. And yeah, the resources <laughs> and, and thinking of, and, and really thinking big picture, long-term resources. I know like now in the Northern hemisphere, we're heading into fall. So people are like, maybe they're canning and pickling or fermenting or, you know, doing all those, uh, you know, the harvest, the things like that. And, or just thinking about it, or maybe it's about a little garden that you can start, even if it's an indoor garden, just something where it connects you, where you're receiving that Jupiter and Taurus, you know, the knowledge of the wisdom of the earth. Earth has secrets and knowledge that it wants to share with you. And in that retro introspective retrograde time, I think that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to is to just sit more, spend more time in nature with just listening. Like, what do they have to tell me? Like the, here's an example. The other day, it was in my backyard and I've been worried about this tree, this cherry laurel tree. And I love this tree. It's my, it's, it, it really shade. It's like the only really tree shading my property. Um, and the, um, 
and it's I noticed it had mistletoe because all these leaves are getting thin and I'm like oh no no don't don't die I love you no and but these clumps of mistletoe when it's very high you have to get one of those cherry picking companies to you know and but I, I had a feeling it was mistletoe and I wasn't quite sure and then when I came out one day after a rain a piece of mistletoe was lying there at the base and I'm like oh okay it was a message that's saying yes it is mistletoe so I'm like okay and I talked to an arborist and I, I'm going you know how can I bring this tree up and get it back and he told me things to do with fertilizer and such so I'm like oh okay so there's my my Jupiter and retrograde project is you know, right? yeah, connecting definitely. with the knowledge of what does it want to tell me so and being caretakers right I mean and 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 I think a real important part of it is taking care of ourselves and paying attention like you were you know you pay attention to the messages and so you like you have your understanding and then the universe provided you with your response that's really beautiful yeah <laughs> so I love that it's like oh oh it's talking to me Oh yeah, okay. Get out of my head. <laughs> it's such a deal. Well, cool. Well, thank you. This has been awesome. I'm really I appreciate oh, oh, as always your insights. And um so yes, again, if people want to um reach you, it's cormichael.com, C-O-R-E, just like yes, there and there's the illustration from the book behind there's on the, the cover of the book, the theater book. Yay. And uh yes, and so Thank you again. And I would just say too, uh, we, of course, I love hearing from everybody and my social butterfly thing baked into my DNA. So um, I have to just chat with everyone. So let me know what you think. What do you think? And what do you guys, what lessons did you learn on Venus retrograde? And what are you looking forward to with Jupiter retrograde and um, anything like that? So yay. Yeah, you have a great audience. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, they are. They're really beautiful. It's very special, thank all you. of you. Oh my goodness. All right. So um, yeah. All right, guys, until next time. Um, thank you all for listening and please do like, share, subscribe. If you've enjoyed this content. Yes. We'll, we will have Michael back permanent guest. Always, always, always has a home here. <laughs> so, all mm. right, guys, big love. Mwah, and um, we'll, we'll see you soon. This is Erliana Samsara and Michael Bartlett coming to you from YouTube. <laughs> have a great one. Take care. <laughs>